I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barbo, and boy, do we have a topic that's hot and heavy for you today. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody. And uh, we do. We have an incredible topic, and Renee and I uh, chatted a lot about um, this particular work that we're going to do today, and I think that it's, um, it's a really important topic. What I started noticing years ago, I train teachers and I train practitioners, and I have been doing that since 2004, and if you ever want to see a list of the practitioners or teachers I've trained, please visit shamanicteachers.com. And we have, uh, we have online uh, communication. We have Yahoo groups and Facebook groups where we can, we can talk with each other and what are the issues that are coming up. And many, many years ago, um, God, you know, the world has been turbulent for so long now. And I think it always has been. We're just here now. Um, years ago, we were all just so overwhelmed with how many people were contacting us as practitioners feeling that they were being psychically attacked. And so, um, you know, we, we had a look at this, and of course, I looked at it myself, and when the collective is so stirred up as it has been for years, it's very easy to feel that there's so much negativity in the airwaves that you feel like people are out to get you and that you're being psychically attacked. And so I don't remember what year it was back in the early 2000s. I wrote this little book, How to Heal Toxic Thoughts, and it's about this subject and a lot of it is actually about what Renee and I already did a show about of anger and the difference between expressing and sending. And then I gave, you know, so many different ways to uh, work with how to cleanse yourself and how to protect yourself. And then I decided to write a chapter, and this is our topic that <laughs> Renee and I are going to talk about today, of take the high road. You know, yes, you know, you can put mirrors under your bed, you can surround yourself with light, you could wash yourself, you could do all your ceremonies for protection and create fields of energy around you. But what if you take the high road with this spiritual understanding that everything we experience in life is coming from us, is born from within us. And so this is a tough question for all of us to reflect on, and it was a very tough question for me. I do this work myself. If I ever feel like I'm being psychically attacked, does that mean I'm actually psychically attacking and the world is reflecting back to me my um, psychic behavior. And so we decided to take this one on today. <laughs> We're taking the high road here, you know, that, you know, think about yourself as, as a shamanic practitioner or healer or just whatever, maybe you're not even, you're just listening. And one of the things is, is you're like Velcro and know that what sticks to Velcro is 
always the place where you could do that next piece of juicy work for yourself. So if I'm really mad at something, granted that everyone of my clients who are going to show up that week are going to be really mad about something. Or, you know, if I'm having uh, a problem at work, my clients are going to tend to have work-related problems because whatever it is that we have going on is always a place where energy can stick to us. So if you think you're being psychically attacked, like Sandra just said, there's some place in that place. So say you just feel like you just got hit to see where, um, where you have a vulnerability, where, where that can still trigger you. And, and that's been a key is like, okay, well, if I can still be heartbroken, you know, where am I, where am I out stomping on other people you know, sensitive little hearts. And because there's always that, it's always that mirror. It's always that reflection. Don't you think, Sandra? Absolutely. And I, I use this with a lot of my work, soul stealing, um, psychic attack. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. You ha there has to be a willing um, person. And, you know, one of the, one of the uh, methods that I share in, in How to Heal Toxic Thoughts, and I also talk a lot about it in Walking in Light. Um, as I keep writing books, I keep expanding on old topics that I wrote about, um, is, is that um, we really have to... I, I lost my train of thought here. Sorry, Renee. That's okay. Is it about being cleaner? You have to really keep that glass of water pretty clean in order to, to not be attracting it all back or what was it something on that line or? No, I just I completely blanked out. Let me just, uh, I'll get it back. I'll get it back in one second. Um, Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so one of the main methods that uh, I work with and what I wrote about um, uh, in my books is that you can actually return um, to that person as if you got a package in the mail. You know, somebody sent you a package. You don't want the package, so you put you write in big letters, return to sender um, on the package. And, but uh, the trick about this is if you don't return the package with love, then you just sent out a, another psychic attack by sending the package back to that person. And, and then that loop just keeps continuing. It never stops. And so, I put return to sender on the package with love, you know, <laughs> with love. And so, um, you know, that's one of my favorite techniques of teaching people that you're not a victim. You're not a victim in these circumstances. You, you actually have tools. And one of the greatest tools is looking within you and seeing what's being reflected back. That reminds me of a story in my early 30s, or I was so broken and uh, I wanted this relationship and so desperate, I was desperate. And so there was this psychic man who was like, you know, he was gonna make a puppet and he was gonna come to my house and I swear I could feel him in my house. And so I had a spiritual teacher back then and she was furious at me for like, you know, getting engaged in this dark magic play. 
And so she's there, you have to, you have to do with this, Renee, you're going to have to send this back. And so literally for weeks on end, and it took like a good month. So if you've really gotten yourself engaged in something, that's a little bit, I take this, it was like a wheelbarrow. Every day I'd have to take this wheelbarrow of stuff that was coming from this, this thing that I had started and I'd wheel it back over to, you know, drive it back down and put it back on their lawn. And I had to do it. So depending on how in much you engage in yourself, and I really, really wanted this, like this was, this was the knight in shining armor type of relationship. And, you know, it wasn't, but. <laughs> so I learned really early on that you can call anything you want into your life with magic it may not be what you need and want. And so the cleaner you get, so now the projections are a little bit more refined, but boy, back then, and I don't know where you are in your healing process at home, but you can really make a, a big psychic mess out of your life by not understanding that the cleaner you are and how you hold resentments. And resentments means it stems from the Latin word to refeel. So one of the places you, we look is like, where am I refeeling? Where am I thinking about this, where are you tossing and turning at 2 a.m. in the morning because you can't let something go? And those are the places like Sandra and I are talking about is that you have to look and say, okay, what did I want for myself? Where was I being selfish? What did I want from this? And there's, and it's always eye-opening. Yeah, you know, basically we're looking at that old esoteric principle that we've talked about on the show before as above, so below, as within, so without. And, and so it's such an interesting dance. Life is such an interesting dance because there's so many paradoxes, you know, that we have to keep dancing at the same time of, um, yes, this is actually my physical reality. This is actually what I'm experiencing in life. But where's the illusionary aspect of that, too? You know, that's something that we have to keep dancing because um, there, this is the truth of what's happening. But yet, are you creating it because your own landscape, your own inner landscape is just a projection and you're seeing the movie of your own inner landscape? And so if you want um, a different projection in the world, one way to work with that is to change your inner landscape, what's going on inside of you, what you're sending out, how you deal with um, old resentments and how you deal with those old looping thoughts and how you deal with forgiveness. These are all really, really big issues that we're bringing up. But um, I think that what Renee and I are doing on the Shaman's Cave together is a lot of what we're doing is planting seeds um, for you to think about and to do your own work and further exploration in some of the work too. Because there are, there, there are classic shamanic ways to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and, and they work, they work incredibly well. But what about if you become a more evolved person so that you don't need old-time classic shamanic ways of protecting yourself? What if we evolve past that, which we can? Yes. It, there's also, there's, and, and, and 
some things are really easy to let go. And then you, you might find, or I've found in my life that some of them are like, they're more life ingrained lessons. Like they're the ones that are going to, no matter how much I've evolved they're that still that, that, that place of that wounding or that come up over and over again. And, and they might refine themselves for a minute and then they'll show up in another format. And then, you know, they, this is, this happens. And so I think that's just the, the movie landscape for sure, for sure for me that, all right, these are the things that I'm evolving through. And yet some of them are, they feel a little more fixed than some of the other things like that, you know, okay, I can get over that real quick. And those are the real juicy pieces that, uh, that really uh, have defined how I've been in my life and how I've progressed in my life and things that I've really had to come over in order to uh, heal. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to, this, I I haven't thought about this forever, (laughs) but um, you just reminded me. I, um, when I was um, getting my uh, license uh, or my master's in counseling psychology, I worked with a supervisor and my supervisor was a brilliant NLP um, therapist. I mean, just, you know, one of those born with a destiny, he had a gift. And one of the exercises that he taught in a class that I was at, and I used this exercise and I know I've written it up in some of my books, but I used it for years and I forgot about it until Renee, you just said this. And um, it's where you take an event where uh, a real problem, there was a real challenge, a real moment for growth, you know, because that's what Renee's talking about, where um, something big, it, it heals to a point, but it doesn't come to completion because it is your destiny to grow through this. And so it's a longer process. And so the exercise Stephen uh, gave us to do was to write down a very challenging event that we had in our life and five steps that we took to work it through. Five steps that we took to work it through. And as I, I started to work with this process, First, I used it with those real easy ones, like Renee, what you were saying, oh, I could work this through really fast. And then as that process got more entrained in me, then I was able to use it as you were sharing, Renee, and some of those bigger ones of, I just, I can't work this one through, or there's still, there's still a growing point for me. But if I could go back and look at what were the internal tools I used to get through other challenges, and I started to work in those ways with some of the bigger challenges, um, you start to see a roadmap. And I think that that's where people get stuck. So many people get stuck is when we're dealing with something big in our lives and there's no roadmap for how to get out of it. And so when we start to look at simple steps that we took 
to deal with a challenge in our life, then we can start to use those as a roadmap um, for future challenges too. How interesting because one of the things we were talking about before we started today is what exercise are we going to do today, Sandra? And here we are like, you know, we're like laying out all of these exercises. So clearly we're going to be making a roadmap and looking at some of the coping skills that we've had to get through some of the bigger challenges that we've had in our lives or smaller and looking how we can and do that. Because the truth is, is, is that some, when, when we're stuck in that loop, that loop is just, you know, I don't know, driving to LA the other day, I was stuck in a loop. And, you know, I did my mantras and I called my friends and I did, you know, all of the things that weren't working. And then, you know, finally I went to the ocean and I couldn't even be present at the ocean because loop, 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 loop. And, and, and you know, and then I'm there like, okay, well, how can I be of service to somebody else? And as soon as I became of service to somebody else, in that moment, the whole, the whole picture unravels. So being of service to somebody else must be one of those ways that I can really move from a loop into, you know, a more free-flowing thing. Because then that night I went, sat at this luscious place in the canyon and, and wrote, you know, really wrote. And it's like, okay, so when you're in that loop, the thing is, is it's damaging. You're not getting to where you, you're not, you're, you're, you're cut off from the flow of life. And so that's always a good sign to tell when you're not, you're not in the flow of life, that there must be something that you're refeeling. Mm. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember about 30 years ago, I got a terrible, terrible case of food poisoning um, on um, a Navajo reservation. It was really stupid. I, I stood online for over an hour in at 110 degrees weather and got a burrito after standing online over an hour. And I got terribly sick and um, I traveled all over trying to get cures. I was sick for years and years and years. And, um, and so I finally, um, like 10 years later, uh, uh, an alternative doctor uh, talked me into having a very controversial treatment. And, and I decided to do the treatment and I, I almost died. And I had to be taken to urgent care and urgent care actually called my doctor and told her that she killed me with this treatment and that I wasn't going to live uh, through it. And <laughs> this is now my husband's in the room. <laughs> Obviously, I'm still here. And I <laughs> but the night before I had to ta be taken to urgent care, I was up all night long sitting on the couch. And what all I could see was how much how much garbage was coming to me from the collective you know i'd been out there teaching for years and and writing books and and the projections are huge and i sat on my couch and i was like oh my god there's all this stuff and i was dying i was in the process of dying so the veils were so thin i could see how much was coming at me 
And I said, and I said, I am not going to be a victim here. I am not going to be a victim here. I'm not going to die from this. I'm not. And I made the choice. It was a very difficult choice, but I made the choice to go inside myself and look at how much I was sending out into the world that I saw this cascade coming back at me. Mm. It, was all, it was all a reflection of my own behavior. And so I feel it's a growing place for us. Um, yes, there are life circumstances, and we're all dealing with life circumstances of dealing with a planet that's in chaos, and there's so much chaos in the collective. It does affect us on different levels. But what happens to us if we decide we're not going to be a victim? and that we're going to slowly, I believe in baby steps, I don't believe in doing anything too quickly. It's, it's my tool, it's part of my roadmap of what's the first baby step that you can take um, that leads you to a different behavior in life. And taking those baby steps to look at we, we all have absorbed so much into our body from um, people in our lives, from government issues, from watching the news, from social media, and how much of all of that that we've absorbed are we just putting back out um, into the collective, into others? It's, it's a challenging, but it's an interesting place to reflect on. Wow, there's so many. This could be like a multi-dimensional, multi... I'm sure we'll hit this subject really great again, because it reminds me of that where we get to really look in, in this is our bodies are our Cadillacs. You know, your body is equipped because it's the, it's the vehicle by which your spirit navigates through the world. So your body is equipped to show you, oh my God, Sandra, you've taken on too much stuff, or Renee, you've like done too much. And you know, like that the year after I finished the book, I was winded, I was exhausted. It was like I had given birth and there was no more left. But how would I know that if it wasn't my body reflecting back to, to me? So you know, one really great thing, and maybe this is part of the exercise we'll do today, is to actually look in our body and see where we're holding one particular resentment, where we're refeeling something over and over again. Because like Sandra said, it was like she had to come clean with where what she was sending out to all of those students. And even when we're sending out something really good, it can bounce back to us the same way in, in a different way. Does that make sense? Because there's something that we're getting for the self when we're sending out into the world good. Like I want to, I just want to send out good. Well, that too is a projection. Yeah. Well, it's, if you're emanating, emanating love as a, as a spiritual master, um, that's one thing, but then we have to reflect on, um, is this coming from a pure heart space or is this coming from our ego because we want to get something back uh, for being the good person, you know, because as children, 
we were taught to get rewards for mm-hmm. good behavior. So, you know, we tend to be, we, we oftentimes our egos without knowing it is kind of searching for what will we get back if we behave in this way instead of, I just want to be a being of light. I just want to be a being of light and nothing has to come back. Absolutely nothing has to come back. And, um, and we can do a, a ceremony in another show where um, I have people go to a place where um, there are millions of people around the world who are, are doing good in the world and they're being anonymous and they don't want anything back. They're doing out of a good heart. And so there's a ceremony I can lead us on, and that might be good for our next show um, because it's it's long. Uh, It's a little long. And um, so, yeah, Renee, you're bringing up such an important point in that even with goodness, um, there's still oftentimes our ego or our personality is getting stuck in what will I get back for this? So it's that question, are, are we doing it because it's just who we are, a state of being, or it's because there's an action that we're looking for a particular result from. And that's a big difference, a huge difference. And I think everybody understands that. Yeah, like for me, like I know that the winds of spirit have their own time. It's my time that wants to be, you know, the bestseller and have all these book sales. And, and, you know, it's just like, that's where I have to say, okay, what do the winds want and what does Renee want? And are they in alignment? So, you know, and, and, and in the big broader scheme of things, and Sandra always reminds us we're 4 billion years old, like <laughs> this is just like a flash. So, you know, how, how is this tree still going to be standing in 10 years or 20 years? Is more you know, more relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is a a whole nother issue we could bring up at some particular point, but I know I'm going through many transitions as many people are right now. And, and for me, um, as I'm moving more into aging and things happening in my life and, and, and looking at my future of, um, I have actually gotten to a place which uh, is surprising a lot of people. I really have realized that I'm very happy for what I shared in the world. And if I'm not remembered ever by anybody in the future, that's really okay with me. Hmm. Everything that I did was for here now. And if I just become another grain in the earth at the end of my life, and I'm just part of this beautiful earth that um, people don't look at, ooh, that grain actually did something important in the world at some point. I am so good with that, you know? And that's an amazing place to be. It's an amazing place to be. And on a good day, I can be like that. I'm like, if I don't do one more thing, because, you know, I, I birthed this wind wisdom back into the planet, you know, that that's plenty. And yeah. I don't know if you're like me out there, like, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? You know what? So it's coming home to that idea that I am absolutely perfectly okay just the way I am. 
and that doesn't mean that I can't polish the grains of sand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we have, we've kind of, we've circled around quite a bit, but I think we, I think we actually ended up planting a lot of seeds of reflection for people to think about um, on this show because, um, you know, what we started with taking the high road, taking the high road has many different, um, it takes us to many different levels of life. It's not just looking at what's the unfinished business inside of ourselves that we're still reflecting out and thinking that somebody's doing something to us when we're doing it to ourselves. And uh, what our ego is grasping towards for rewards, even if we are a good person and even if we, we do forgive, is there something that we want back or is it a state of being that we've evolved to? And how happy are we with what we've contributed in the world? And does there have to be more? And is it okay to say, this was my contribution, this was my energetic signature, and that's enough? So we've looped around to a bunch of different topics, but all go back to me to taking the high road. Because when we take the high road, we're willing to be in a state of love and we're be willing to be present without judgment, without comparison. Um, we're just willing to be. And in that being, that's how we heal whatever we feel is coming back to us psychically. That's how uh, forgiveness happens over time. That's how we move into a completely different process in our life is through taking the high road and looking within and seeing what unfinished business we have to work through and what do we still have an agenda of that we need a certain amount of attention for. Absolutely. And we were going to do one exercise, but I'm all about making this a two-part show, which we seem to do a lot and doing uh, Sandra's exercise next week. And still, I'd like to go back to the process and maybe, maybe um, Sandra, you can help outline it, that the NLP process about, so at home, what you could do this week, be getting ready for the ceremony that we're going to do in the next show is to actually look and see how you solve a problem. Right. Yeah. You write down, think, think about in your life where you had a really big challenge, but you made it through, you made it through it, it, it it was successful. Um, and so you write the challenge down on a piece of paper and write down five steps, five things that you did to help you make that through. And if you notice after you reflect on those five steps, you're going to notice that you use those five steps at other times in your life during other challenges and that you can use those five steps again in future challenges. And so it gives you a roadmap to work with, which 
I know when I'm really challenged and something big is happening for me, I want a roadmap. I, I want a, a roadmap of what's a step for me to take. And this exercise is a way to create a roadmap for yourself. So what's the challenge and what are five steps that you use to, um, to help you work this through to a place of success? I'll be curious to see what happens for all of you when you do that. So please come over to the Shaman's Cave wall um, and, and share with us about the, what you learned about yourself as you reveal those steps that you use to persevere because maybe your wisdom can help somebody else. Uh, sometimes we can't even see the tools that we've used to get through. You know, they're so ingrained, they're so insidious. So I really am going to ask if you would come over and share some of the, the more positive steps that you've used to get through difficult situations so that we can then build upon a list so that if somebody gets stuck out on the, uh, the, the dirt road of resentment, they have a place, oh yeah, I remember, I can go there and look. Yeah, and, and think about, you know, we, we did, we covered a lot of different topics Think about what taking the high road means for you. What does taking the high road mean for you? Because um, it is part of our growth process to be in the role of victim. It is part of our growth process. And, and that's an, it's an important role. You know, it's like we're all, we're all part of a play. And so we take different roles as part of a play. And the victim role is a very important part. And we learn so much from it. And are you at a place in your life where you still want to be a victim? Or would you like to take the high road? And what does that mean for you? We, we talked about that, of what it means for us. What does that mean for you? Mm. Well, and stay with us. And if you want this delivered into your inbox, go over to shamanstv.com. And there's an email box that we just use to send out announcements about this show. And thank you so much for, for listening and being here with us as we are all learning to take the high road. Yeah, and remember to keep uh, checking in with the Shaman's Cave to look at uh, shamanstv.com to look at shows coming up. Um, we've done some really deep shows in the past that need to be re-listened to again. Um, ceremonies that we've done, practices that we've done that need to be repeated again um, for long-term effects to be found. So, you know, review uh, shamanstv.com and, and look at the shows that we've done and, and maybe there might be something that you would like to revisit or just stay in touch with what's next. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, thank you, everyone. Mm -hmm.